welcome to the Independent School Podcast with me, Juliette Corbett. As an executive coach, I guide senior leaders in the world of education to find their strategic focus, empower their teams and regain control over their time, helping them go from exhausted to strategic. On this podcast, I share the ideas and tips that I've developed over the years that have helped the leaders that I've worked with one-to-one. So I can help you to focus on your priorities and achieve your goals with confidence and ease. And this week, we're diving back into the topic of delegation. Now, I did an episode a few weeks ago, which invited you to reflect yourself on whether you are delegating enough. And in this episode, I want to extend that topic a little bit further to a delegation trap that I've seen leaders fall into, and actually I have definitely fallen into in the past myself, in order to name this trap for you so that you're aware of it and can see whether you're falling into it now or whether you might do in the future. And actually this comes from a slightly different angle. This isn't something that I've read about and then then sort of passing up and, and giving to you. This is an idea that I've developed myself, but it's rooted in a completely different area of business theory. So when I spend time on my continuing professional development, CPD. Obviously, I spend a lot of time researching strategy and leadership and coaching skills and understanding what's changing in the sector and new ideas that are coming through. But I also spend a fair amount of time understanding trends in the service business sector, because that's basically the sector that I'm in. Understanding the best ways that we can package up our expertise into services that provide people with real value. And one of the ideas that I came across a couple of years ago is something that I have front and centre when I'm developing services. And about a couple of weeks ago, I suddenly realised that this concept of three service levels that I'm going to share with you in a moment is directly relevant to delegation. And not only is it directly relevant to delegation, but it really clearly describes a trap that I've seen people fall into. So I need you to just bear with me a little bit longer on this podcast episode, because what I'm going to be doing is sharing with you this idea of three service levels that works or has been applied to and developed within the service business sector. I'm going to spend a little bit of time explaining what I mean by that for each of the levels, but I'm going to then spend most of my time explaining what that means for delegation and how it helps you to identify this trap that I don't want you to fall into, the done-for-you delegation trap. Okay, so let's look at this first service level first. This is called do-it-yourself. This is where service businesses create resources and information which gives people enough information to actually solve a problem completely on their own themselves by giving them step-by-step guidance or by giving them checklists, by giving them enough information that they can solve the problem themselves. I use this a lot. I do this completely free. So this includes things like the podcast that you're listening to now, where there's no charge, but you have to do the work yourself. I'm not going to be coming along into your office and helping you because you're just listening to me in a one-way conversation. The other obvious examples are where people offer free ebooks, like the one that I've got on my website around strategic leadership, um, reports, free checklists. And then in some cases, people will charge a small amount of money for them. So when you buy 
you know, a help book, a kind of a career help book or a professional help book, you're buying for a very small amount of money guidance to enable you to solve the problem yourself or to to up-level your leadership in this area. But you're kind of on your own when you're actually doing that. Now, the way this maps onto leader delegation is this is when you as a leader delegate to people within your team and expect you expect them to go away and just do it themselves. You're not expecting to get super involved in that process. These are tasks which are well within your team's comfort zones. They feel confident in these areas. They're tasks where they've been fully trained. So they know what to do or they've got a an SOP or a standard operating procedure or a checklist to follow. They're tasks where the level of risk of maybe, you know, what happens if that task goes wrong or doesn't happen to the to the standards that you're expecting, the level of risk is appropriate for their role level. So depending on who you're delegating to, that level of risk might be different. If it's another member of a senior leadership team, so say you're ahead, you're delegating within a senior leadership team, that might be um, a task that actually involves a fair amount of risk, but that's appropriate to their role level. If you're delegating that to someone who's fairly new into a more junior role, then obviously the appropriate risk level will be lower if you're expecting them to do it themselves. These are things which probably you haven't even remembered that you're delegating. They're things which you delegated once when someone maybe was new into your team and you trained them up, but they happen like clockwork because people are doing it for themselves. It's the do it yourself level of delegation. The second level is what's called done with you. So within service businesses, this is considered a service level, which is kind of a mid-level, where the business, either the business owner or the or the person who's the employee within the business, sits alongside their client and they do it together. So an example from my business would be every time I do any executive coaching or fundraising group coaching when I run strategy days I sit alongside my client whether that's virtual or whether that's actually in a room sit alongside them and we work together to solve the problem or to complete the task that we're working on it's very common within service businesses for this to be um, one of the mid-level price points basically so you are expecting the client to get a bit involved but you're putting a fair amount of your time into it as well as a business owner. So there'll be a mid-level price point. It's called done with you. Now, the way this maps onto leader delegation is any time you as a leader are sitting down together with someone within your team and working on something together. It might be that it's the first time they've done it. So it's completely appropriate that you sit down together and work through it together as a team. It might be something where you give them some steps to complete, which won't complete the activity, the project, the task, but will get the person a little bit closer. They then come back to you to do a check-in. You then give them the next couple of steps or you brainstorm together the next couple of steps. They go away, complete those steps. They come back to you to check in for however many cycles it takes to complete the project, the task. And what I think is really interesting here is that this basically becomes a little bit like a coaching relationship. And there's been a lot of discussion and work done around leadership as coaching, the way that you can coach the people that you are leading to enable them to fulfil their full potential and really step up into that role that you're coaching them into. 
in most cases, ideally, you do it with them a couple of times, maybe one time, maybe two times, whatever it might be. And what you're doing is you're coaching them, you're training them, you're helping them to see um, the skill set and the mindset that you are bringing to that project to enable them after you know a couple of months or maybe even after a year, depending on how big the, the scale of the project is, to then do it themselves in future times. Ideally, that's what you're working towards. So done with you is aiming towards them doing it themselves at some point. In some cases, that's never going to be possible. It's always going to be a done with you form of delegation, in which case you might want to think about reducing the number of check-in points once someone's up and running with this particular type of project. So they have a little bit more scope to do it themselves between active check-in points where you're sitting alongside them and reverting back to the done with you approach to delegation. Now, this can be really effective. And certainly if you set up the idea of, I'm going to do this with you the first time or the first two times, and then I'm expecting you to do it yourself, sets an expectation for you as the leader that you're then going to be handing this on to the person within your team and encouraging them to write their own checklists or SOPs to make sure that they're able to then fulfil their role of doing it themselves um, in the future is a great way to set up the expectation for that. The third level of service, which service business talks about, is the done for you level. Now, normally this is the most expensive service that's, that's on the menu, as it were. And the reason for that is because the client's um, time is fairly minimal. There might be a bit of collection of data, collection of information at the beginning of the done for you service, but then normally the business owner or employee goes away and they do the vast majority of the work. Now, in some businesses, that might be, for example, a strategy development service where the idea is you collect lots of information, you go away, you develop the strategy, you come back to the client and present it. It's the sort of thing that the really big strategy consultants would do for you. In another example, it's the kind of thing that people would do where a fundraising consultancy would pick up a feasibility study. They'd collect certain information from you as a client. They'd then go away, do the study, and then come back and report to you. Now, one of the things that I've learned about me, my business, but more about my perspective, my mindset about the way I like to work with people is that I don't do this anymore. I used to do it. I've moved away from it. The reason is I've noticed that it doesn't build a skill set or a mindset within the client for them to actually become self-reliant over time. It feels a little bit like I would swoop in, do the work for them and then leave. And all that they've got is actually that report or that next set of action steps. They haven't actually, as a team, up-leveled their ability to then do it themselves going forward. So that's not always the case. It doesn't have to be the case, but often we see this. And I think, and I might be slightly biased here, I'm very happy to admit, just as much as I've moved away from doing that in my business because it doesn't enable my clients to build the skill set and the mindset that they need to do this work themselves, I've also realised that the parallel to that in a leader delegation situation is that if you swoop in as the leader and do things for your team members, 
that's not training them. It's not coaching them. It's not developing their skill set or their mindset to enable them to actually step up and do the job to their full potential. And when you delegate something or you think you've delegated in kind of in inverted commas, you've delegated someone, but in actual fact, you're still doing it for them because you're making all of the decisions. You're constantly hovering. It's kind of the equivalent of helicopter parenting, basically helicopter leadership, hovering over them, constantly dipping into the operational detail with them. You're basically doing it for them. What you're doing is you are training them to expect that level of decision making. They don't then step up to their to the expectations of their role, to then make decisions within their own level of capability within their role. You're also potentially, for some people, really frustrating them because you're not letting them spread their wings. You're doing everything for them. You're not letting them explore their way, their mindset, their approach to this particular project for themselves. And then also, and this is really hard for leaders to hear, but you're not letting them fail because you're constantly stepping in and doing it for them. And although failure in a high risk project or task obviously isn't something that we want to see, we know, come on, we're teachers, we're educators, we know that failure is an essential part of learning, of growing, of developing resilience of being able to reflect on what happened and then improve over time. It's absolutely critical that you allow your team to experience small failures in an appropriate level of risk, obviously. So this is when I suddenly realised that this is the trap that I see people falling into. The do-it-yourself and the done-with-you approaches to delegation, brilliant, go for it. You're coaching them, you're training them, you're giving them the space to do it themselves once they're ready. The done for you approach to delegation isn't actually delegation. You might say you're delegating, but if you're constantly dipping back in and doing it for them, it's not delegation. And that trap that you can fall into by just hovering constantly over someone and doing it for them leads to a form of learned helplessness. Now, I've heard this phrase being used in in leadership circles before, this idea that you could have the potential that you are training people in your team and you're coaching people in your team to feel helpless and eventually to actually be helpless because they haven't had the experience of solving problems themselves, being resilient to small setbacks and then getting back on the horse and, and making the next one a success. So this is the trap that I want to to tell you about so that you can identify if you've done it in the past, if you're doing it now, if you do it in the future. I want you to feel that you can step into a role of the leader delegation style that suits you, that would be done with you to begin with, eventually handing over so that they do it themselves. But don't do things for your team because that isn't delegation. It's the done-for-you delegation trap. I would love to hear your feedback on this. Sometimes I get these ideas and they resonate with people and I don't necessarily know in advance if this is going to be an idea that does resonate. It certainly was an aha moment for me a couple of weeks ago when I suddenly realised that this concept within a service business um, around setting service levels, which I've known for, for many years, suddenly realise this describes this delegation trap that I've seen people fall into. 
I'm going to put some links in the episode notes to some of the free resources that I produce to allow you to do it yourself. Things like the ebook, the strategy report, the checklists and so on that I produce. So do dive into those. I'll put those links in the episode notes. And I'm also going to put a link to the episode on delegation that I did a couple of weeks ago, which helps you to question your mindset or potentially the blockers within your mindset that might be stopping you from delegating enough. Something I see quite frequently with clients that I work with is the fear of delegating more. And at the end of the day, that's what's going to free up your time for the things that only you can do because they really are in your zone of genius. If you've had a coach before and you're thinking about having a coach again, or if you've always wondered what it's like to have an executive coach, just get in touch because this is the sort of challenge, sort of trap that I help my clients to navigate and to work through in the executive coaching work that I do. So just drop me a quick email. All my contact details are in the episode notes. Thank you for spending this time with me. I really appreciate it. And don't forget that if we're expecting ourselves to think strategically, we have to create the space to breathe, the time to learn and the courage to adapt. Have a strategic week. I'll talk to you again next time. Bye bye then. Thank you.